Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today, Jesus has a challenging question for us, and that is, what are you making provision for? Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. You said that when we gathered in your name, that you're here with us, and so we believe you are. We thank you for the challenge. We thank you that you just want to bring us up higher, that you want to teach us how to live in your kingdom. And we want to do this thing that you're calling us to do. And so we thank you for the revelation knowledge that you're giving us so that we can do that, so we can re represent you well, and so that your will can happen in our lives. We praise you. Give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. That is so cool. I'm so in love with him. I love it when he challenges me. You know, so often you can ask God for something and um, it just happens. And then other times it's a little bit of a challenge. And it's because you have to learn something. He's bringing us up higher to live in his kingdom, to live his way. I'm going to read to Mark um, 10, starting in verse 46. They came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jesus, leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, son of Timachus, I think how you say that, it doesn't matter that much, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, saying, Jesus, son of David, have pity and mercy on me. And many severely censored and reproved him telling him to keep quiet, to keep still. But he kept on yelling, he kept on shouting out all the more, You son of David, have pity and mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, telling him, Take courage, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his outer garment, he leaped up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want with me? What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Master, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go, go your way, your faith has healed you. And at once he received his sight and accompanied Jesus on the road. So I just want to point out to you that he was sitting there, and when he heard Jesus come by, he was, he was making his provision. He, he was planning that um, healing. He was yelling, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. And they were telling him to be quiet. Shut up. Be quiet. And, you know, he could have got offended and said, yeah, I could just, I should just shut up. Nothing's going to happen anyway. You know, there's those kind of people who are just downers and they're always thinking the worst. And so he could have done that. And then guess what? Nothing would have happened. But no, he went all the more, and he was yelling and yelling. He decided already that he was going to get healed. And then when finally they came and said, or whoever came and said, he's calling you, get up. He didn't just get up. He wasn't dragging his head. He threw off his coat, and he leaped, and he went to Jesus. And then on top of all that, I mean, if he could have got offended, he could have got offended when Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? right? Because of course you already know what um, I want you to do for me. Of course, he already knew that, but he didn't get offended. He said, I want to receive my sight, and he called him Master. He called him Lord. He was giving him, um, he was acknowledging who Jesus was, and um, 
then immediately he received his sight. Jesus said, your faith has made you well. So it wasn't that Jesus was picking and choosing. He had faith for this. His faith made him well. Then on top of that, he started following Jesus. He walked the road Jesus walked. You know, that so reminds me of the rich man. He came up to Jesus and said, what do I have to do to enter into the kingdom of heaven, to have eternal life? And you know, Jesus, he knew right away um, what this man lacked. And so he said, well, you know, you are you following the Ten Commandments? And he said, yeah. And then Jesus said, there's one thing that you lack, though. Don't you just hate that when you go to Jesus? And he's like, well, there's one thing you got to get fixed first. I don't like that, but it has to be done because he's really making us right with him, and then we can receive from him. And he said to sell your stuff because his stuff was his God. And so he had to do that first. And then um, Jesus said, then follow me. You know, his attitude was so much different than the blind man. The blind man wanted to follow Jesus as soon as he got healed. Isn't that how it is? As soon as he does something for you, yes, you want to serve him. I'll go anywhere, I'll do anything for you because you're so good to me. Anyway, that's how I feel. He's so good that you just want to do anything for him. So anyway, he's challenging us today. You know, so much of the time we're asking Jesus for something and nothing's happening and um, we have to go to him and get that correction or find out what's going on and be persistent like this man was, like Bar Barnabas was. Be persistent. He kept calling, Jesus, have mercy on me. He kept calling. Reminds me of Matthew 7. Keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. You know that person with a bad attitude? Well, I went to Jesus. I didn't hear anything. He didn't say anything, so I quit. I give up. That man didn't quit and give up. When they were telling him to shut up, he could have gotten offended. He could have. And he didn't. He kept on seeking. He kept on knocking and believed that door would be open to him. He believed that God loved him that much that something would, ha would happen. And you got to believe the same thing. Because the enemy is going to come and lie to you all the time. God doesn't love you. He doesn't care. You might as well quit. You might as well give up. Hang your head, you know, and just be the doom and the gloom that God created you to be. And, you know, and God this and God that. He tells so many lies about God. It's absolutely, positively ridiculous that we would even think to believe them. God is love. He gave his only son so that we could have life, so we could have eternal life, so we could have good here. And so to believe a lie is really um, way out there. You know, I mean, what else can prove his love for us? So today he's saying, you know, do that extravagant thing. Just go ahead and keep yelling, keep yelling, keep asking. And if he says, clean up, clean this up first. You got this God in the way. Get it fixed. And then ask me again. Then we got to do it. I don't know how many times I have been corrected and my path straightened and um, having to do things that I didn't want to do because God was trying to make me right with him. If you got a God before God, he's going to ask you to get out, get it out of the way. If you're in unforgiveness, he's going to ask you to get it out of the way. Whatever he's asking you to do is lining you up in your faith action. Your obedience to do that is going to make you right with him, and that's going to, um, that really is saying that you have proof. You're doing that extravagant thing. Some people, you know, when God corrects them, 
some people be like, I'm not doing that. Forget it. I'm not doing that. No way. I'm not doing that. And what they're, they really are being prideful in what they're saying is they don't have faith that if they did that, that God would do what he's going to do. And so, God is saying that to us today. Be extravagant about your faith. If you really believe me, then go ahead and go that extra mile. Do what I'm telling you to do, plus go ahead and make provision for that healing. You know, so much of the time um, when we get sick, we give it like it's our God. It really is because we're catering to our sickness. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. And um, when we're sick, we make provision for that. Well, I'm sick, so I'm not going to work. I'm sick, so I'm going to lay in bed. I'm sick, and so I, I just have to um, stay home for this week. Or um, And instead of, I just want to give you a little revelation here. If you believe by his stripes you were healed, you're going to say, I'm going to work. I'm healed. And maybe you're thinking that's a little extravagant, and it is, but that's extravagance that you have to have. I broke my leg, so God tells me to go to the gym and get on the machine. That's crazy, but it's extravagant faith. And because I did what he said, I got healed. And, you know, yesterday we were talking about what's stopping you, and this can be one thing that's stopping you, because you won't do that extravagant thing. You won't go that extra mile. You're, you, you're just like, maybe, can I say it, too full of I get that way. I, I'm, I'm speaking to myself, too. I can get too full of myself, and then um, what I'm really saying to God is I'm self-willed. I'm not doing that. And if I don't do that, I just don't get to live in his kingdom. You know, what if that man would I, wouldn't have gotten up? They said, come on, he's calling you. What if he would have said, no, if he wants to heal me, he can come here. Well, forget that. <laughs> the king of king and kings and the Lord of Lord calling you. You're going to jump up and go if you have any sense at all. And he is calling all of us, and he wants to do good for us. But he's saying, what are, you, what are you making provision for? And sometimes you don't realize that in your mind you're making provision for the bad thing that you think is going to happen. And you know the enemy is behind that. You know, he's a thought, and he comes, oh, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he does that in your thought life. And he tries to paint this negative picture in your mind, but you got to take captive every thought. He was just doing that to me yesterday, trying to get me to worry about something. And I kept saying, no, I'm not thinking that. No, I don't believe that. I believe God. And that's what you have to do, and you have to change your thoughts. That's why Corinthians says that, take captive every thought. Don't see yourself sick, but see yourself healed. I was telling you yesterday that I ran down that road because I said, God, I had a shattered kneecap. God, I have to run. And he said, what's stopping you? And then he revealed to me um, yesterday that it was fear. I was afraid because my knee was um, shattered. I was afraid, although I was having faith action enough to take my mom to the doctor and wherever she needed to go and I was just walking around on this swollen pounding um, knee but I needed to run down that road and when I ran down the road and I came back I was healed he touched me it was winter and I felt the heat go away so this man he said he called him and he came 
if you didn't come dragging his feet dragging his head thinking maybe he won't heal me but no he had been listening i bet he had been listening to all the news of jesus and he heard him coming and he said it's my turn now it's my chance and i am going to get healed and don't you love it when it's your time when you did all you needed to do you stood in faith no matter what it looked like and it was your time and i bet you he had that excitement going on the on the inside of him or he went and leaped up when they said it's your turn he's calling you go he leaped up he threw off his outer garment i don't know if that was a blanket or a coat or whatever but he threw it off and he ran to jesus jesus said what do you want me to do for you and another chance to be offended but no he's like master <laughs> i i want to see i want to see and then of course instantly jesus said he got healed and jesus said your faith made you well and so the challenge today is god's not saying yes or no he already said yes jesus already took stripes for your healing but he's saying it's your faith that's going to make you well you know and so much of the time jesus gets blamed for what well, god didn't do it this time guess he didn't want to do it i guess he's trying to teach me something and all these lame excuses lame excuses and he's just saying it's your faith what about the woman with the issue of blood it was her faith that made her whole she thought if i could just touch his garment i can be made well i thought okay if i can just run down that road i can be made well because he told me to. i can be made well if i can just go to the gym and get on that machine i can be made well I told you yesterday about the scooter that um, I got for my son and um, when I walked by it I was looking for something for his birthday when I walked by it in the store I thought well I guess he's not gonna be able to ride that because he can't balance and I was thinking all these negative things and I heard God say why not he's healed you say he's healed so why can't he ride it so I got it and I was thinking about it a lot lately the first day we were going round and around the patio I was trying to hold him up it was really crazy and God started telling me this morning it was you doing it in your own strength you were trying to do it but when you put him on the scooter and he, you set him off down the road he could just ride it his faith made him well his faith made him be able to do that but if we're just in you and he has done this just kicking the bike around and hating the bike because you can't ride it there's no faith in that you got to pick it up and say i can ride it i can do this and um speaking of a bicycle he um got on the bike at the gym and when he first started his knees would rub together and his ankles would rub together and he just couldn't turn those pedals which is why he never rode a bike it was just too difficult and so he kept going on it and kept going on it and then all of a sudden one day he could do it without everything running, rubbing together. His knees weren't rubbing together anymore. His ankles weren't rubbing together. And he just was pedaling that bike. And um, yesterday he told me he did five miles on that bike. God is so good. He is. It's your faith. He's not holding out on you. It's your faith that makes you well. It, it's what you're willing to do. You know, it, if he gives you a direction, um, it's because he's bringing you to that place where you can have that thing that you're asking for it's your faith that makes you well it's not him holding out on you it's you making provision either for the doom and the gloom 
the no answer that you think he's giving you or you're making provision for your healing. And so whatever it is that you're believing God for, then you have to act it out. You have to act like you already have it. And sometimes, you know, you're going to ask yourself, well, how do I act this out? Don't ask me. Ask him because he'll tell you. And so he'll give you that direction like he did me. And so wherever you are in your life, I'm just challenging you. Jesus is challenging you. What are you making provision for? Are you making provision for that cold? Are you making provision um, to be broke? Are you saying you're broke all the time? Are you believing the lie that was said to you that you never amount to anything? What are you believing? What are you pr making provision for? Um, I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and I noticed um, how he has planned in advance what he's going to do. He was making provision for a thing that he was planning. All in his mind, he had it all figured out in how long it would take. And that is the exact same thing that we need to do. We have to decide what we're going to do. You know, when I, my son was born, I quit my job because I wanted to do this thing. I wanted, God said that you can't trust someone you don't know. And so I put everything else off except for God and um, decided I was going to make provision for this healing. I decided that I was going to learn how to receive for healing. And that's what I've done, and I'm pretty good at it. And I guess that's why I'm sharing with you today. You just got to act it out. You got to act like it's already done. It seems crazy. Sometimes some of the things give you that, you know, that heartbeat going on because it's scary. But we, we don't make provision because it's scary. And like I said yesterday, I want to say it again today. If you get enough word in your heart, if you're meditating on the word, if you're hanging out with Jesus, and, you know, you're giving it your all in all, that man was sitting there probably hearing all the stories I'm just guessing and then when he heard Jesus coming he got it was his turn and that's what we need to do I used to sit right next to the TV and listen to every testimony that came on I listened to all the stories I heard the word and heard the word and heard the word and then I was like him when when I got a direction I leaped up I ran to get what I was waiting for and so it's an expectancy and um, you have to be extravagant. I quit my job, and I did what I needed to do to stay home. I heard the word day and night, day and night, day and night. In the very beginning, that's all I did. I was being extravagant. I wouldn't go out to lunch anymore with my family. I, you know, We used to have luncheons all the time. I wouldn't do this anymore or that anymore. I just wanted to hear the word, hear the word, and hear the word, because I wanted this to happen. And so that's what you got to do. You got to get extravagant. What are you doing? I mean, even hearing the word and going to Jesus and keep on seeking and keep on knocking is faith and it's planning for that thing that you want to happen to happen. You're making provision for it. So if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, I just want to offer you that opportunity. That's where it starts. In Revelation 3.20, it says, He's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you let him in, he's going to come in dine with you. He's just going to come in. He's going to be in there all the time. You can ask him any question you want, day or night. He's going to be there. And um, you should know that he gave his life for you. He came to show you, to show you and me, the Father, 
He came to show us the Father and His love and how to live in His kingdom. All these stories that we have are stories that help us to learn His way. Help us to learn how to make provision. There's so many things in here that you can learn from, and this is His Word. He is His Word, and when you start looking at the Word, you're going to start to get to know Him. And then when He speaks to you and gives you direction, and you're going to know Him even more. And then when you have those miracles happen, when you have um, Him bless you here and there and left and right, and bless going in and bless going out, you're just going to have more and more. Um, revelation knowledge and your relationship with him is going to be tighter and tighter I'm just going to know you can depend on him for anything and so if you want to say that prayer with me I'd love to although you can say it anytime you can make it um, really beautiful by getting on your knees and putting on some worship music and lighting a candle and just asking him to come and live on the inside of you and manifest himself to you and I believe he will do that or if you just want to listen to this prayer and, and do that after, or just pray with me right now. I'd love to pray with you. And you should know that He bore your sickness, your disease, your pain, your sorrow, Isaiah 53, and He took stripes for your healing. And so all that covers anything that you can think of. He did that for you. And when you believe it, when you have faith in Him, then you can expect that to happen in your life, and you can make provision for that. And when you do, you're going to see it happen. He's so good. He's so in love with you. Let's just pray right now. Dear Jesus, we thank you that you want to come live on the inside of us and be there for us all the time. We thank you and praise you for what you all did to show us your love, to show us how to live in heaven on the earth, how to live in your kingdom, and how to prepare to live with you when we leave here. We thank you for all you did. Thank you so much. And we're just, I'm just asking you, Lord, that every person praying with me today that you would just manifest yourself to them when they ask you to come and live on the inside of them that you would just show us your presence we thank you and praise you for doing that we love you we praise you and we give you all the glory in jesus name amen so now he's living on the inside of you if you asked him and um you got to take that prayer seriously. It's not a ticket to heaven, but it's really an invitation to have a relationship with Him. And it's a lifestyle change. You're going to live a whole different way. When you live by faith, it's so much different than living by your senses, by living, what you, by, what, by living by what you see, what you feel, your feelings, and, and so forth. But you live by His voice, His word. And that's living by faith in Him. So thank you so much for listening today. And God bless you.